Welcome to the Mastervice Fast 5 MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. Today is May 23rd. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Today, we're going to talk about lots of data news that backs heart devices from Abbott, Medtronic, and Boston Scientific. We'll also discuss a new executive appointment at Vicarious Surgical. First things first, how are you doing, Sean? How's how's the news looking today? Uh, I'm doing good. And 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 frankly, the uh, the news is positive from what I can tell. A lot of cool studies and data that seems to be supporting technology rather than not. So I guess that's always good news. Yeah. Well, with that being said, what's the first thing we should know? First thing we should know is that data backed the Abbott Avair dual chamber leadless pacemaker. So As you mentioned, the first of a few studies we'll cover, but this is some cool new pacing tech. And what is this Avir DR device? Avir DR is the world's first dual chamber leadless pacemaker. It delivers electrical impulses directly to the heart muscle to restore normal heart rhythm. Unlike traditional pacemakers, the leadless part is that they go directly into the heart through a minimally invasive catheter-based procedure to eliminate the need for cardiac leads or long, thin wires and a pulse generator that's implanted under the skin. And what are some of the details of the study? Abbott's study analyzed primary safety and efficacy endpoints in the first 300 people enrolled in its study across 55 centers in the U.S., Canada, and Europe through three months post-implant. And the company says that the overall sort of result is that they believe AirDR can offer new benefits for those with slower than normal heart rhythms. And the company is providing the data to the FDA as part of its submission for the leadless pacemaker. It sounds like this could be a significant milestone for the field of cardiac pacing. So what exactly did the data show? Well, results demonstrated a near perfect a 98.3% implant success rate and the study achieved its safety endpoint evaluating freedom from device or procedure-related complications. So Abbott said more than 97% of people presented successful atrioventricular synchrony or AV synchrony, meaning the upper and lower chambers beat normally despite different types of underlying slow heart rhythms, hence the dual chamber pacemaker. Uh, The average AV synchrony came in at 95% in each of the seven different posture and walking speeds demonstrating the system's function appropriately during everyday life activities. Interesting. Sounds like it reinforces the importance of innovative leadless pacemaker technology to kind of eliminate the need for traditional pacing leads and also simplify the implantation procedure. And perhaps this could contribute to expanding the adoption of dual chamber leadless pacemakers and improve patient outcomes. What else should we know for the day? Boston Scientific reported positive data for its Ferripulse and Watchman Flex systems. So a range of technologies with all positive outcomes for for the company. There's a couple of devices here that we should talk about. So first, what did the data that backed Ferripulse show? For a little background, Boston Scientific acquired Ferripulse and its pulse field ablation technology for nearly $300 million a couple years ago now. And the company now has a registry evaluating the system's safety, efficacy, and learning curve characteristics. So it evaluated more than 1,200 patients with paroxysmal or persistent AFib across seven high-volume European centers, and the data included favorable single-procedure success rates, efficient procedure times, in a broad patient population. So altogether positive, positive stuff for the pulse field ablation technology. And what about the Watchman Flex? That analysis demonstrated that contaminant catheter ablation and left atrial appendage closure, which is what the Watchman Flex does, is safe 
It also demonstrated similar outcomes compared to device implantation alone. And the company said that the latest preclinical data for the investigational Watchman Flex Pro device demonstrated that his new thromboresistant coating may further reduce the risk of device-related thrombus and result in faster and more uniform tissue coverage on the device at 45 days post-implant. These findings kind of underscore the importance of ongoing research and development effort in the field of cardiac devices and their potential to improve patient care. What are executives at Boston Scientific saying? Yeah, definitely. Well, Dr. Kenneth Stein, the Senior Vice President and Global Chief Medical Officer at Boston Scientific, said that the data shared at this year's Heart Rhythm Society scientific sessions showed the breadth and depth of the company's cardiology therapies spanning from diagnosis to treatment of cardiac disease, and it all together showed the continued growth of Boston Scientific's portfolio. So the, the company is very positive and upbeat on, on data that it presented and said it's evidence of the company's commitment to providing physicians with innovative technologies that make a meaningful impact on the lives of patients with heart disease. Interesting. What's the next thing we should know? More heart data. Uh, Phillips' study showed that AI can help predict ventricular tachycardia. We're always tracking AI's impact in med tech, and Phillips seems to have applied it to diagnosing arrhythmias. Seeming, seemingly pretty interesting technology. So what does Philips AI-based learning model do? The company developed the model using a deep neural network and more than 15,500 ambulatory ECG recordings. And it collected those recordings from independent diagnostic testing facilities across five countries and then retrospectively validated the model using retrospective 14-day ambulatory ECG readings from the past four years. Interesting. Sounds like this could represent a significant advancement in cardiac care. How exactly was this study performed? The researchers studied the algorithm's ability to predict the risk of sustained VT or ventricular tachycardia lasting longer than 30 seconds. So study evaluated a two-week period using data from the first 24 hours of monitoring and applied the model to it. And what did that data show? The model achieved a sensitivity of 83.3% and specificity of 88.7% on an internal validation data set. And on external validation data set, they came in at 78.9% and 81.4% sensitivity and specificity, respectively. So the model correctly predicted VT occurrence in 88% of Holter Monitor users with rapid VT. And Phillips essentially summed it up by saying that the AI models lay the foundation for a new approach to cardiac risk management. And the company believes that with this data and the way it applied the model, that it can apply it across multiple care settings to help identify at-risk patients earlier in the process. AI in cardiac care definitely has a transformative potential of revolutionizing medical decision-making processes. So I'm sure this won't be the last time we'll see AI in med tech. What else should we know? More news, this time not a study. Uh, Vicarious Surgical promoted John Mazzola to Chief Operating Officer, COO. So after just over a year with the company in a different role, he's been promoted. So good, good news on that front for the robotic surgical company. What was his role before becoming COO? Mazzola joined the Waltham, Massachusetts-based company in March 2022 as Senior Vice President of Operations. And he's got more than 35 years of experience in med tech, according to the company. So obviously remaining in the operations field as the chief operating officer, but a step up for him. What will he be responsible for in this new role? 
Well, its newly created role at Vicarious and his oversight now expands to include product development, clinical and regulatory affairs, IT, people and culture, all that. So his position aims to enhance workflow efficiency and maintain focus on manufacturing and procurement optimization. Interesting. Kind of sounds like it demonstrates the value of strong leadership in advancing minimally invasive surgery and enhancing patient outcomes while also taking a strategic leadership route. What did CEO Adam Sachs have to say about the appointment? Yeah, Adam Sachs said that the newly created role carries great importance as the company expands its near-term focus from system development toward its initial manufacturing processes. And he said that John Mazzola's proven leadership and deep industry knowledge in building and scaling organizational and manufacturing infrastructure and processes gives him great confidence in the ability to execute these areas and meaningfully contribute to Vicarious's long-term mission and strategy. All right. Looks like the last thing we should know today is some news out of Medtronic. Yep. And going back to the heart data well, Medtronic reported positive Harmony transcatheter pulmonary valve data. So definitely more positive study results and this time from one of the big names in MedTech. So what is the Harmony transcatheter valve, first of all? Well, Harmony treats pulmonary regurgitation in the native or surgically repaired right ventricular outflow tract, or RVOT. The current standard of care for what Harmony treats is either open heart surgery or other interventions early in life to address malformations. So the Harmony valve provides a minimally invasive treatment alternative. Interesting. And what was the purpose of this study? Well, study aimed to demonstrate long-term safety outcomes for the valve, which has had a bit of a bumpy history. About a year ago, a little more, uh, an FDA recall came due to issues with the system's delivery catheter. The company only just relaunched it in the U.S. a few months ago after fixing the issue. So having safety data to back up the device is no no bad thing for Medtronic. And you know the analysis demonstrated some strong clinical and hemodynamic outcomes for patients with the conge- congenital heart defect. Mm, and what did that data show? Key findings included 0% vascular injury requiring intervention and 99% freedom from major stent fracture. And Medtronic reported that 99% of patients had none or trace pulmonary regurgitation at two years. So the company said that the findings helped deepen long-term evidence for Harmony and underscore the commitment to providing solutions for congenital patients with complex anatomies. Sounds like this could pave the way for broader adoption of transcatheter pulmonary valves and maybe even contribute to ongoing advancements in congenital heart defect management. That's all we have for today. Thanks again for all your reporting throughout the day on Mass Device and joining me on this podcast to talk about it. My pleasure. And remind the listeners that they can read more on MassDevice.com and check out the show notes at MassDevice.com slash podcast. Please connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. I'm also on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, again, K-I-R-S-H. And where can our listeners connect with you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us Wednesday for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.